Good evening, Ottawa. Welcome to another O3 News Bulletin. I'm your host, Ollie McFerguson, and we begin with our top story right here in the city. Police still haven't laid any charges in relation to the attacks on Parliament Hill and the Montfort Hospital, but our sources tell us that they may have brought in a suspect for questioning. Our sources also tell us that Detective Pam Law, who was part of the questioning, may be facing disciplinary action after she struck said suspect during the interview. It's unclear what led to the assault. The last time we heard from her, she was having a hard time finding a cat sitter, so she may be under a lot of stress. We'll keep you updated when we find out more. World news now. A US Army soldier has made the puzzling decision to defect to North Korea. 23-year-old private second class Travis King, who spent 48 days in a South Korean prison, was due to board an American Airlines plane back to the US to face disciplinary actions by the US military. Rather than boarding his plane though, he ended up joining a group tour of the joint security area along the North and South Korean border. But instead of following the group when they arrived at an intersection, he suddenly bolted left and ran across the demilitarized zone into North Korea. Not very smart, but you can't blame a black man for not knowing his rights. Now, King's whereabouts and condition are unknown, as Pyongyang has been silent on the situation. The ordeal presents a bit of a headache for both countries involved. The US would clearly like him returned, but North Korea may try to extract secret information out of him. We're likely to see a game of hot potato between the two governments, which makes sense because the last time an American was detained in North Korea, he came back a vegetable. Over to Olivia now with the weather. Olivia? Thanks, Ollie. I'm Olivia McFerguson, and here's what's going on with the weather. Who says Ottawa's boring? A couple of tornadoes touched down in the West End on Thursday, following a massive storm in Barhaven. According to the Northern Tornadoes Project, which tracks and detects tornadoes throughout Canada, the first tornado traveled along a roughly one kilometer path. Then, a second tornado traveled about five kilometers and actually crossed the path of the first tornado. Seems like the twisters were a bit confused and disoriented. Unsurprising, since all the houses in the Barhaven suburbs looked the fucking same. Burn, baby, burn! Canada's record-setting wildfire season is still in full swing. As of July 19th, over 4,300 fires have burned more than 11 million hectares, which represents 3% of the country's entire forest area. That's more black wood than the Kardashians have taken combined. Most major cities have seen a lot of smoke settling into the atmosphere, including right here in Ottawa. That's not Trudeau doing blackface again, he's just covered in soot this time. Back to you, Ollie. Thanks, Olivia. Now over to Oliver with sports. Oliver? Thanks, Ollie. I'm Oliver McFerguson with your sports update. With the 2024 Summer Olympic Games on the way in just under a year, authorities in Kenya have seized an illegal shipment of doping materials. According to the country's anti-doping agency, a woman was arrested on suspicion of smuggling more than 500 boxes of doping materials and illegal medication. With Kenya being among the most successful nations in athletics for decades now, Lord knows they don't need to be doping ahead of the Olympics. In my opinion, the punishment should fit the crime. Any African countries caught doping for track and field should have sanctions put on their food supply. Speaking of the Olympics, for the very first time, the International Olympic Committee will be including men's artistic swimming in the roster of sports. Men have been competing at lower levels in the sport for decades and will enjoy their first venture into the spotlight. Some say it's nice to see the modernization of the games, while others are complaining that we've given Michael Phelps yet another opportunity to win gold in a new discipline. According to officials, there will be extra paramedics on site during men's artistic swimming events, because quote, Right now, our main concern is preventing the competitors from drowning. You see, most of the men are trying to get all their tricks done underwater in a single breath to save time. And finally, what we all thought was going to be a long and heated rivalry between two sporting organizations has ended with the PGA Tour and Live Golf agreeing to terms for a merger. The move will allow both parties to monopolize golf around the world, and we haven't seen two powerhouses come together like this since the Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape. In a classic case of good guys finish last, 
Players who initially turned down the opportunity to join LibGoth are now livid due to the fact that their good morals and ethics led to them losing out on hundreds of millions of dollars. As you recall, Liv was essentially founded by Saudi Arabia, who has a track record of terrible human rights and blood money. Many pro golfers were able to look past this and did enjoy the league, however, such as Phil Mickelson, who was quoted as saying, Whether I'm aiming for a hole in the ground, or the head of an infidel buried up to his neck, I'll swing a club for a couple hundred million. While details of the merger are still far from being finalized, it's clear that Liv probably put enough pressure on the PGA Tour to force its hand in joining. I guess we can add golf to the list of things the Saudis have figured out how to hijack. Back to you, Ollie. Thanks, Oliver. Well, as you know, we've been tracking the story of the five billionaires aboard the Ocean Gate Submersible. I'm sorry to say, folks, that... Oh, wait a second. Um, okay, folks, we've got breaking news. We're getting reports of a migrant ship that capsized off the coast Christ, of Greece. Christ, Ollie, you can't be serious. Come on, Ollie, we want to hear about Ocean Gate. What? Guys, this this migrant ship was carrying 750 refugees fleeing war and famine. Who cares? Who cares? Tell us about the billionaires. Yeah, fuck those peasants. Jesus Christ. All right, then. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, the billionaires didn't make it. Ah. Uh. That's right. At first, the world thought rescuers were in a race to find them before the oxygen in the underwater vessel ran out, but it turns out it suffered a catastrophic implosion about two hours into the dive. So, like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense, they were dead the whole time. It's unclear whether the Titan submersible ever made it to the wreck of the Titanic. Get it? They called it the Titan because they were exploring the Titanic. It's funny that they left the Nick out of the name because that's probably what caused its structure to fail under pressure. Apparently, each passenger had to pay over $250,000 to get onto the submersible for the fateful trip. And if you think that's a lot, you're right. There's much cheaper ways to die in a metal tube at the bottom of the ocean. Just book a plane ticket out of Malaysia. Well, that's all we have for tonight, folks. Remember, you can Google the fucking Titanic. And if your house gets hit by two back-to-back -back tornadoes, you probably had it coming. I'm Ollie McFerguson, and this was another O3 News Bulletin.